0: mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited for tonight's topic.
2: Yeah, what? What? what, what uh, God, am I going to do my hammer Gatsby voice? <laughs> yes. What should. I am? got fucking when a subway man got choked out. I thought we were talking about Subway Jared. <laughs> Turns out we were. It wasn't a molester we were talking about. It's just some guy pretending to be one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by, by the way, did you hear... Michael oh, Jackson impersonator? What's next? A Jeffrey Epstein impersonator? <laughs> did
3: you uh, did you hear about uh, Hannah Gatsby uh, doing a show that was sponsored by Elizabeth Sackler?
2: The yep. Sacklers? That's a weird name for a family. What did they create? The pants that I'll wear for my fucking special? <laughs> They're three sizes way too fucking small? <laughs> Oh
3: god, yeah, dude. Oh, hang on a second. I gotta look this up because um, I don't know, man. Like every everybody that uh, everybody that said like her fucking comedy special on the net was basically just yeah, dude. Oh, hang on a second. I gotta look this up because um, I don't know, man. Like every everybody that uh, everybody that said like her fucking comedy special on the net was basically just. It was a TED Talk disguised as a comedy special. And it's like, dude, you're canceling yeah, it was, it wasn't fucking, a, it wasn't you're canceling, yeah. Yeah,
2: it wasn't even a TED Talk, it was like TEDx, dude. It was like yeah, it was like one of those fake yeah. TEDs that, like, fucking dumb people, like, throw themselves. Which, yeah. by the way, great grift, can I just say. Like, awesome. charging, charging, like, the dumbest people in the world to, like, have their own Go listen
1: like, to listen to emily oster yeah it's uh yeah it's, it's so
2: cool i want to i want to do my own ted talk <laughs> uh
3: the show is called it's Matic. she's doing a show at the brooklyn museum called it's Matic. picasso according to hannah gadsby in the name of canceling fucking pablo picasso the the, the guy who basically like read like you could more or less say created modern art um Set to feature nearly a hundred works by women, you could more or less say created modern art. Um, Set to feature nearly a hundred works by women and artists who, according to the museum, will examine Picasso's complicated legacy through a critical, contemporary, and feminist lens, even as it acknowledges his work's transformative power and lasting influence. The curators also include Catherine artists who, according to the museum, will examine Picasso's complicated legacy through a critical, contemporary, and feminist lens, even as it acknowledges his work's transformative power and lasting influence. The curators also include Catherine Moore from over-prescribed, basically pushing doctors to over-prescribe OxyContin, which got people hooked on their opioids and is basically okay, like... they, the, they, crea- the open they created
2: the best fucking drugs ever, dude. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that You had yeah. that high-grade through the Sacklers. The Sacklers gave you that high-grade shit. Dude, um, yeah, and, yeah, it was like the... It was the open mouth of the pipeline to the, uh, the fentanyl crisis now. Yeah, uh, so that's... Yeah. The, the fentanyl crisis, you can thank the Sacklers. Um, anyway, so uh, Gatsby, uh, when she was asked about uh, you know, the, the the problematic nature of the Sacklers, like, you know where they got their money from, even though Elizabeth Sackler says that she's distanced herself from her family, like mean, that's still her family, so it's not like she didn't benefit. Uh, so yeah. when asked about it, Hannah Gatsby said, this is the world we built, particularly in the U.S., and it's like, how do you do anything here without corrupting yourself? I feel like it's impossible. I feel sick about it. Not just particularly what you go through the motions. Again, if you want to change the conversation. Do you take yourself out of the conversation to change the conversation? It's murky, isn't it? I don't have an answer. But also, oh, I mean, the my is about history. Picasso, and I really yeah. want to stick one up him. Not just particularly what you go through the motions. Again, if you want to change the conversation. Do you take yourself out of the conversation to change the conversation? It's murky, isn't it? I don't have an answer. But also, uh, the is Picasso, and I really yeah. want to stick one up him. Like, God, sh- Like, God, shut up.
2: Wait, she wants to do what to Pablo Picasso? Stick one up him. Ew, dude, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Legit said that I dude, I, I will I wanna I wanna stick one up. I'm gonna Pablo drop it in the, Picasso, I'm gonna drop it in the chat. She, right, it's <laughs> yeah, imagine the most like the most fucking stone butch lesbian that ever built wants to stick one up Pablo Picasso. Real fucking surprising.
2: Anyway, anyways, anyway, going back to the train.
3: Yeah. So anyway, the train. The 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 train fiasco. So you all did you all did you all hear that uh you know apparently now it's like if you feel threatened by a stranger on the subway, you can, you, you just sneak up behind them and fucking murk them. Just put them in a rear mount position and slide well, the rear naked choke, slide on the rear naked what? choke and hold it for it, 15 whole minutes.
2: It's even stupider than that. It's more just like, if we're going to talk about it, you have to like recognize that like women feel uncomfortable on trains. It's a very like, again, it's this sort of weird where sense. Don't, for- where don't women feel uncomfortable is my question. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, okay, you know, first off, like, our whole job is to make women comfortable. Do you know how cold my office building is now? (laughs) Or do you know how hot my office building is right now? Sorry, not cold. Turn that shit the fuck down. It's like 800 degrees in here. It's like, oh, well, I was feeling cold. Put on more layers. Oh, my God. Okay,
3: so, no, so anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, we've all heard about, uh, we've all heard about uh, the killing of of Jordan Neely, the the Michael Jackson impersonator, and, you know, a homeless person that was riding subway trains, hopefully collecting money uh, while canvassing subway riders, hopefully to be able to get, like, food, water, possibly shelter. And that's exactly what he said. He was, uh, you know, he he was having a bit of a mental episode, probably because he was very hungry and, and unhoused. And, yeah, threw his jacket on the ground and started, you know, screaming, food, water, shelter, food, water, shelter, because that's obviously the things that he's lacking. Uh, and, yeah, dude just slides up behind him, puts him in a rear naked choke, holds it for 15 whole ass minutes. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if any of you all, like, I don't know, because, Rory, you said that you're not really experienced with mixed martial arts. Um, I don't know what your experience is, Melanie, in MMA. But, no. okay, here's here's the thing about a rear naked choke. Like, it's, it's, it's a legal move in mixed martial arts, specifically because... When your opponent taps, the you have to drop it. Like you have to release the hold, uh, or like that's that's it. You're done. Like if you're practicing in a in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, and your opponent taps out from a rear naked choke and you don't let go, they will kick you out of the gym. You will never come back. Um, And if you hold it in an actual in the actual competition, you will be suspended most and most likely removed from the sport because that can kill somebody. So the thing is, it what it does is the uh, the choke when you apply it. It, the, uh, the, the the front arm goes around your neck. It's not supposed to crush your throat. You're actually supposed to have some slack. So the, the elbow, the crook of the elbow is supposed to be underneath the chin. And what happens is with the rear hand, you push the opponent's, the back of their neck, into the crook of your chin, and you flex your muscle that's holding it. And what that does is it squeezes your carotid arteries, which will then cut off the oxygen supply to the brain. So the blood can't. Go up to the brain. Oxygen supply is gone. You will lose consciousness within a couple of seconds. When that happens, like, so before that happens, and it's actually a very scary feeling when you feel yourself starting to to black out, you tap. Like, that's what you're just, you're just going to tap. If you tap and the opponent doesn't release the hold, within five seconds, you will lose consciousness. You'll faint. Now, here's the thing. While you're out, your body will start jerking around. You will start thrashing because unconsciously, like, your body is, like, it's not receiving oxygen. Your limbs are flailing. Your neurons are firing off. Even unconsciously, you're still like trying to fight air, fight for air. After about uh, three to four minutes, you will die. That you will just die. So the fact that uh, this guy was a Marine, and in the Marines, they do teach these holds. Like they teach you, they teach you uh, sort of like a a variation of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They do teach you these mixed martial arts holds. And uh, so he should have known that if he's holding it for that long, even if his opponent, or his opponent, God. But let's say it was in a a, a ring scenario. Um, If your opponent has lost consciousness, they will do things like void their bowels. Like they'll no longer be able to hold their bowels. They won't be able to hold their bladder. They will void their their bowels and bladder. That's exactly what happened to Jordan Neely. So you know that uh, at this point, the the brain has shut down and he still held it. And if you keep holding it, it's you're you're done. So that was an actual murder. And he he knows that he murdered the guy. Fast forward to like not even 48 hours after this had happened. Why is there a conversation on uh, social media? Like, I, I saw it on Twitter, but I saw it elsewhere too. I saw it on TikTok and elsewhere. Basically, saying, "Well, women feel uncomfortable on the subway because homeless people uh, spit at us, they make, they sexually harass us, they make disgusting comments, they'll grope us, they will sexually assault us." They do Michael and Jackson
2: routines. <laughs> See, I, want to, I want to be yeah. the one person that's just like, listen. Every day, I'm forced to hang out and listen to Michael Jackson on the train every day from yeah. these Michael Jackson impersonators. And yeah. it's about time that someone did something about that, okay? Yeah. It's like
3: the, yeah, yeah.
2: the Joker, but like...
3: hey, you just, you just take one out. You know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, besides, like, let's just, you know, put aside the fact that the police protected the guy. Let's put aside the fact, like, it, I mean, it was, like, if you know how to apply a rear naked choke with the, the, rear, the rear mount position, which is a dominant position, the, per- the person can't fight you off. It's basically like, imagine like a big koala on your back, like a big backpack on you. You can't just fight it off with your fist and elbow. Now champion. that's the
2: Hannah Gatsby reference I can understand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's like, there's, if you're in that position, you cannot be fought off very easily. Uh, and y- y- you have the rear naked choke applied. There's nothing the opponent can do to you. If you do that and you hold it and the person goes slack, they void their bowels. You keep on holding it and they die, you've actually just committed homicide, uh, probably with malicious intent. But now we've got feminists saying, yeah, that's what that's what people should be able to do to protect women.
2: What the fuck? It's just I don't even know what it is. Like it's just very it's more like again, I think one of the big issues with all of this is like you just don't have to say anything. That's the yeah. thing that like like so many people are like, like like don't get. It's like you just you don't have to say anything. It's like you know, like if like how would I put this? It's like after like Like a guy like shoots a bunch of people like you know that after that guy like ran over all those people on like the border if the first thing out of your mouth is like yeah but we need to really think about how illegal immigrants commit crime in this country it's like yeah not the right time man not the right time again it's it's this deeper sense of like psychosis where people really feel like i need to add context to this and it's like and it's like, no, you don't. You just don't need to say anything, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's main character syndrome. It's like, I got to center myself. Like, oh, oh, we're talking about lynching of a black man. Well, I, uh, especially there are some white women out there. My demo just really, really...
2: Uh, <laughs> it just needs to
1: have the Just unreal, unreal this week. Yeah, no, they just, they just decided, like, no, I'm going to center myself. I'm going to make it about me. Until they ship the conversation when the conversation that should be being had is all the institutional and social failures that led to Jordan Neely being on the street in the first place. That's the conversation that should be being had that we should ha- have that conversation, but we can't because
3: uh-huh.
1: people want to make it about themselves.
3: So, uh, I, uh, do we want to get into the, um, do we want to get into the, uh, the the enterprising gentleman who flipped a Huawei phone into a whoremongering empire.
2: Oh, that guy! That was one of the best posts. Now, oh keep, my I, God. I think we need to give people a bit of a bit of background context on this one. This, I, that's
3: yeah. I was saying, like, do we yeah? Do we want to go there? Because I I feel like this was like the apotheosis of the conversation.
2: Yeah, that was that was the moment where I was like, like, come on now! Like, it was that was so funny. So, just to, if you want to share, I don't know, like the, the post. Yeah, um, I got, I
3: got the post, I got the thread right here. Oh, what did you think I was going to show up without it?
2: No, no, I know you were. But yeah, if yeah. you want to share just briefly, yeah, who yeah, who this I'm, person I'm just, is. Okay, so a little bit of context.
3: Okay, so oh god. Okay, do you guys remember the uh, Nancy? And by the way, like uh, anybody who's listening in the audience, feel free to hop into the uh, the caller queue so you can. We want to we want to hear your takes on this as well.
2: Yeah, we are um, not going to be responding to counterfactual takes in chat.
3: We're not, yeah, we're not going to be, yeah, we're not going to be responding to, uh, to logic and evidence in the chat. It's going to have to happen yeah, in, you got to, you got to come in.
2: You want to be yeah. contentious, you got to do it in the, in the actual call. I have like yeah. literally just moved chat to the left. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you, uh, okay. Do you guys remember the Nancy Reagan throat coat discourse? Oh, do I ever?
1: Mm.
0: Okay.
3: You know who started that discourse on Twitter? You did. Who, who started it? Your boy. Yep. Your boy. Your boy. Your boy, right here. So uh, there was like some guy that posted about. Uh, it was on Madonna's birthday. She posted like a picture of herself on a bed. It wasn't even in like, in like a like a like a scanty outfit or anything. It was just like a regular like Madonna outfit. And uh, you know, he he posts this picture of like Madonna on her bed, and then a picture of like Nancy Reagan, apparently at the same age Madonna was when she posted that picture. It was basically just saying, like, you know, look what Amer- look what women in America have turned to. Uh, it was basically one of those return photos. Look what they took from yeah. us. And it was like Nancy Reagan with her family and her children, like on a fucking hill, look, like looking like the like a like a local production of the, uh, the Sound of Music, right? And I said, like, do you know what the fuck Nancy Reagan was up to at the age that Madonna was when she became famous? Because she was, I mean, she was gaw- gawking everybody. Like, I, I just basically said, like. Yeah, Nancy Reagan is not your innocent little mistress. Like, she was a dirty freak. And uh, apparently, like, I, I didn't know that Twitter didn't know about that. I, I thought that was just one of those, like, sort of esoteric facts that everybody knows. Uh, at least on, on social media anyway, because that's what we do. We share esoteric facts. Uh, this blows up to the extent that, like, within two days, like, Joe Rogan was fucking talking about it. That was, like, a win for me. But um, uh, my friend Marina uh, made a joke. Uh, she made, like, a visual joke. And it was the this picture of like Elaine Bennis from an episode of Seinfeld, and she's like she's she, she was faking having rabies, and she was like spitting up sparkling water, <laughs> but the still of the photo looked like she's like spitting up jizz, right? So um, she uh, she put down she she posted it with a caption of something like uh, Nancy Reagan circa 1953 or whatever, and radical feminists lost their fucking minds at her. They was, basically said that uh, oh, that it's, so movie. it's funny it's funny that a woman is raped by Hollywood producers is like dog what well
2: it's a talking? little yeah <laughs> 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 I, I, I Happy like, a- now there was a fucking guy
3: <laughs> yeah so i was like what are you talking like no i'm not gonna feel bad for me like
2: i was just like nancy why, why do you reagan it's you're like you're gonna get
3: on marina for me i mean you're gonna get on marina for making jokes about nancy reagan get the fuck out of here so this little misagitated person started getting in on me right And so, uh, here's the thing, like when I'm, when I'm not in a good mood and I'm on social media, like, you know what happens with me already? I don't let shit go. Right. Yeah. Uh, so she was saying something about like, oh, of course a man finds this funny because men will find rape. I was like, listen, lady, like, don't talk to me. Don't bring reproduction into this conversation because I know your parents regret bringing you all the way to term. Right. Like I was just, I was flaming this broad so hard and she got so upset because she, I mean, she was trying to engage me in terms of discourse. And I was just telling her to go like go suck her moms, uh, that she said that I was endangering her unborn child, that by triggering her that bad, uh, she, a pregnant woman was in danger of miscarrying. And I was like, oh, if you're in danger of miscarrying because I'm being mean to you, log the fuck off. And yeah, it's time to thing. log off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it might be, maybe the internet is just not. It's time say. to stop.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. maybe,
3: you just... maybe, maybe you should go, like, rather than bed rest, go on, like, you know, like, offline rest or whatever, yeah. right? Until your child is born. Um, yeah, just,
2: just don't She, wouldn't, she wouldn't log yeah. off. She,
3: she just, she kept going. She kept going. And the thing was, so come to find out that uh, she was, like, in activist circles in Hawaii. And apparently had just, like, destroyed every, like, left activist circle that she'd ever come into contact with. Everything from, like, false rape accusations, which were actually demonstrated false, to, like, like touching the children of, like, locals without their consent. Like, hugging children. And then when they were like, hey, miss, don't do that. Uh, she would and just you, go you, and hug you, them you. anyway. When the parents speaking of Michael with Jackson yeah.
2: impersonator, <laughs> <laughs> oh um. she said,
3: "And I quote: These people are unused to transformative love." So,
4: wow. So anyway,
3: that is a that's the cue up to her. Series of tweets, which was, I think this is one for the ages, actually. I had to, like, fucking archive this shit. It was amazing. If it, I don't want Twitter to lose this one. I don't want Elon Musk to ever, like, delete it to uh, to get rid of, like, backlogs and clutter from dormant accounts because this belongs in the Hall of Fame. A homeless man asked me to go into a liquor store and buy him a bottle because he didn't have an ID. I told him I couldn't do that, but I could give him the cash I had, about five bucks. He took it and threw it on the ground and said, this is why white women are only good for sucking my dick.
1: Yeah, that didn't happen. See, again, it's it's also very and, it, and, you, and, e- and even and even if it did, like okay, I'm don't like, yell oh, hey, hey, you land
2: your ass. Also, you got you, you got yelled at. If there's one thing I know about homeless people, it's that they hate getting money. That's the thing they really. Yeah,
3: like. homeless people absolutely hate money, and homeless people need you, little white girl, to go into a liquor store and buy them alcohol. Yeah, what, homeless like- homeless guys are going to do a hay mister on you.
2: Yeah, it's like, don't they have, like, other homeless people? Like, like is he going to have you, like, buy an R-rated movie for him, too? Like, Yeah, like he's yeah like could you, yeah. Could you, you get, me a get me a porno magazine while you're in there? Could you buy me tickets to TAR? I really want to see.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the thread continues. Yeah. The threat continues. It was violent and scary. There's a homeless man who stays in my neighbor's and harasses me every time I walk by him, even when I'm with just my baby. It's ridiculous to posture, <laughs> as if the dichotomy is between... It is your duty to cater to you, and vigilantism is inevitable. And it's like, okay, so if there's a homeless guy staying with your neighbor, doesn't that mean he has a home? Yeah,
2: he has a home. Like, what's he, he just hangs out at your neighbor's house. Just hangs like, out at your
3: neighbor's house to harass people. And your neighbor, like, by the way, is completely okay with this. Your neighbor is like, hey, nothing bad will happen to me if I let this guy just yeah, she's harass su- my neighbors. He's probably
2: sucking his dick. I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh,
3: yeah. It's just so gross and disingenuous to claim the solution is community care. Here, what that means is reality. In reality, is working families and the poor enduring harassment or witnessing violence against the most disenfranchised? Fuck this off! Is, the government I, is responsible.
2: This is this is why the only thing. Or this is why the only thing white men, white women are good for is transformative love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: the kind of love that changes you as a person.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, honestly, honestly, these people. Uh, don't give a fuck about the homeless. If they really think the solution is community members prove, prove I think she means providing them with cash and needles. Homeless people are most at risk from violence from other homeless people. There must be mandated help mental health care. When I was part of a mutual aid group. This is the, this is the, Wait, awesome here's part. where it gets good. This is the, yeah, this is a good part. When I was a part of a mutual aid group, keep in mind, she's been kicked out of every mutual aid group. She's ever been a part of um, a member who had this mentality gave a homeless man who requested it, a cell phone. Another homeless man came to our group a week later yelling at us because the guy sold the phone for cash to buy enough heroin to push on women in recovery. He immediately caused multiple homeless women in his area who had been clean to relapse and then use them for sex. It was a huge wake-up call for me about the misguidedness of community care solutions. Government is failing if if your solution doesn't include mandated care, STFU.
2: Dude, this all I'm saying here is that this guy should work for BlackRock. <laughs> like, like he, this guy should. This guy should be on the streets. He should be. He should be in like a, a banking position. This guy shows up. He gets what? Like, uh, uh, maybe at best, let's say this guy gives him an old iPhone, right? Turns it around on the street for at best maybe fifty to eighty dollars, right? Yeah, turns <clears throat> or takes that money
1: fifty at best.
2: Fifty, 50 at best. best takes that money, turns that into crack, or, or turns that into heroin. You then uses that heroin. And by the way, what
3: what kind of heroin can you buy for like fifty dollars?
2: The most you can you can
1: buy. Uh, you could buy almost a gram. Depends on who you go to. Okay, <laughs> and and, and, how, and what is the quality? You better not get into this because I can't.
3: What is the quality of this heroin?
1: I mean, I'm sorry. This, this, the the shit is the
3: shit is stepped on. Either way, the shit is stepped on. Regardless, right. then he
2: takes the heroin, sure. uses Melanie that. says, to "Sure, to... no, no." You sound like you disagree, Melanie. It could be. No, I, mean, I. It depends on where you go and what time. It depends on what the police are doing. Like, it is not going to be the high. Listen, it's not the shit that like.
3: It's not going to be the shit it, that killed. No, uh, it's not going to be the shit that killed River Phoenix. It's not that.
1: No. Probably not. Yeah, probably, not,
3: probably not, but,
2: regardless, but able, here's,
1: here's, yeah. here's the part you all are missing. Like, okay, like if you're an addict going on a relapse, yeah. And I'm not, is it possible this guy, you know, went and used with women? Sure. I saw that happen a lot in AA mm-hmm. people relapse together often, but in my experience, most addicts aren't sharing their drugs.
3: If you are not doing $50 it, $50 worth of heroin, you are shooting up $50 worth of heroin.
2: Yeah, you're not. You're, well, or but what if he's not a heroin addict? What if he's a sex addict? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, 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 if he's not, what if he's not a booze hound? He's a poon hound, if you know what I'm saying. Oh,
3: okay, okay. So, <laughs> well, if, yeah, apparently, yeah. Apparently, yeah. So he thing, flips he turns his phone. It around.
2: Yeah, and, and he's got women on the call. Dude, this guy, this guy is like, he's making ma- cash money this moves. This dude flipped on,
3: um, I'm sorry, dog. That is, yeah, you're right. That's cash money moves, bro. That's like, that's, that's boss moves.
2: This guy went from being $50 to being a whore master I want in like him, I want him running. I want him running yeah.
3: every hedge fund I've ever invested in. He should in. be running yeah. a hedge
2: fund. Dude, he, yeah. can you imagine what you would be, can you imagine if you gave this guy like, I don't know, 500 bucks? thousand dollars
3: that dude is finding the next apple
2: dude you give this Come guy a hundred thousand dollars i don't think there's a single like woman on the streets of new york that isn't going to be under him I, i'm just saying i think this guy knows what's up yeah if he does exist which he definitely does exist by the way yeah story this that definitely happened, that happened. That does exist. it's a real guy is, yeah An actual guy. just like the amalgamation of like seven different things that she put together in her Right. It, it's a real thing that
4: happened.
3: So here's the thing. So that so the uh, here, here's the problem. This is now like what the discourse is. We are like now weighing um, we're weighing uh, the the right of like homeless men and specifically homeless black men. Because what is it? Something like like 40 percent of all homeless people in America are black men.
1: Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So, something,
3: something to that effect. I'll, I'll double check it, but it is a it is a way disproportionately high percentage, right? I uh, that the mere fact of them existing or even having like mental episodes means that it's not only is it okay to kill them, you're doing so in defense of women. I don't even know how the fuck women got on like how, how they got into this conversation.
2: Will, here's the thing: people will. Tell I, don't you that that
3: women, I don't know how I don't know how women like wormed their way into this conversation, but we're here now.
2: Well, and here's the thing where like, again, it was not, hold on. It was was like, I want to make it clear. He didn't, like, it
3: was never said that he threatened any woman. It's never been said in the past that he was like, he was dangerous to women. That just, it just happened because women love, they love waving. Here's the thing. They love waving bloody shorts that don't even belong to them. You know what I mean? Like they'll bring up, they'll bring up like harassment, sexual assault, femicide. And it's like, but that wasn't you. Like you, you didn't get femicided by a homeless person, and also
2: he didn't get femicided. Like, like again, it has nothing to do with anything. The only reason why you brought this up is because you wanted to talk about, you know. Now they'll never say, "Well, I'm talking about about other women," but it's like, yeah, but by other women, by the women, you you mean you, you mean you, yeah,
3: yeah. You know, like like, you don't listen, you don't like, and it's fine. That's a that's an I think it's a normal human instinct. Um, a, that when somebody is experiencing a mental health episode, you probably want to be far away because it's like, yeah. am I in danger here? Right. As part of this, just part of living in a, like an ordered society is that when somebody begins acting erratically or beginning begins acting way out of character, you think, am I in danger? Especially with like, it's just how violent the United States is first of all. So it's a natural human instinct, but here's the thing. We also have been mm-hmm. around homeless people our entire lives. And you know, who are homeless people most a danger to themselves? Right, when somebody's yeah, having so a mental health episode, this guy shows up, and, and you just
2: see you just see that he's got the Michael Jackson outfit on. You are like, oh god, I am going to be listening to the first yeah. rendition of Thriller <laughs> of
3: all time, <laughs> right? But it's like, but that's what people got. Like that's what people have to do because they feel like they have no other choice. And apparently, like you know, they, they talked about this guy being arrested forty four times in the past. He's got a criminal record. Yeah, every homeless person has a fucking criminal record. You know why? Because exactly. you are going to be in con- you'll be in contact with, cra- with the police a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a criminalized state of existence and highly yeah. penalized. Just you you can't loiter, you can't sleep on the street. You yeah. will always be rousted, you will always be harassed. So Mo- most know. of his
5: most of his arrests uh, were for turnstile jumping. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yay, yeah. Hey, Karthik,
5: right what's up, Karthik? Hey, how's um- you? Oh, and he's also
2: not contributing to the maintenance of public infrastructure. Wow. Whoa, now, baby, now, was we're like,
5: there was supposedly three or four times when he was arrested for punching somebody apparently uh, the new york times made it a point uh, you know point that out but majority yeah. of his like a disproportionate majority of his here's the question here's the question, the here's the question
3: i gotta ask here's the question i gotta ask what did they do to make him that mad
2: yeah they charged him for yeah. the they, they charged him for the like the turnstile what if it was another Michael Jackson impersonator that was like running up on his turf? <laughs> like he he was in like he was in like down he was in like Times Square and he saw like the other one and he had to like run him off. Mm. Yeah, like who knows? And I think the other question is why does like again? I think the, the bringing up someone's criminal record is very silly because it's like well, unless this guy like unless they give Marines like the like robocop vision mm-hmm. where they can just see everyone's see criminal it. record criminal immediately record. yeah, yeah it, it's like unless he that's had, what they're yeah. doing in the in the marines now i guess they have that new like heads up display thing unless he was wearing one of those i don't really see how like that would have influenced his opinion that or he's very very in tune
5: with the michael jackson
2: impersonation community of new york one yeah. of the two
5: yeah yeah. I mean, the, the, they brought it up as, a, as a, almost like a, the statement that was released by the attorney was almost like a an excuse, like saying that, like, you know, the they character assassinated Jordan Neely before they could even, you know, uh, discuss the case. Um, and actually, I like the response that uh, the, the Jordan Neely family, they're, they're saying, I don't know who exactly is behind it, but they basically framed it as uh, this is Daniel uh, Penny's admission of guilt. Uh, that his lawyer statement was kind of like an admission of guilt unto itself, because there's no way that he could have possibly known. And like, you can't possibly even, you know, bring that for a, uh, how can you even, you know, mention that as a, as a possible motive for him to have acted on this uh, occasion.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the big problem, right? Like it's, again, you can, if you bring this stuff up, unless he has like a tracker and knows who the guy is, that did not impact his opinion in any sense so bringing up his his past is just like again it's like if i walked up and just like yeah did you, uh, did you yeah did you know, like, know
3: that yeah. yeah did you know that when you like jumped on the guy's back and put him in a rear naked choke did he know that no right so like what what is what relevance does his past have to anything
2: none i mean all it all it exists to do is to justify you know, what he did. And it, again, it's, it's good enough for the news stories. But again, I think my, my big takeaway from all of this is like, look, guys, you really don't need to share your opinions on everything. And and the fact that everybody feels the need to share their opinions on everything is a big problem. Mm. Like it's, yeah. It, it's like, no, like, cause all you're going to do is just make it sound like you're taking attention away from the fact that the guy died, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, even if it's like totally well researched and all the rest of it, it's like now is not the time to share your mind on these things. So, yeah. just- so that
5: that was that was what was like really perplexing. Also, like everybody who did this thing, the the Radfem uh, talking point, uh, they all seem to suggest like now was exactly the time that you have to talk about it. Like uh, apparently, this to uh, jump on the back of this uh, incident was like totally, not only, you know, like warranted, but this was the exact time that you should actually talk about it. I was also so crazy. Yeah. And
2: I think the other thing is they have this, I, a lot of people have this idea that like, that basically so long as something is in the news, like every issue that faces them is, is under, is undercovered, right. Or is underserved in terms of like public attention. And it's like, no mm-hmm. homeless people being violent is like the number one most covered thing in new york city especially under like eric adams like every other week i can pull up a new york post article about like deranged homeless man goes on rampage in local whole foods you know insane homeless man targets the asian community homeless psychos committing violent Like every week there's something about this right like i don't think that now like this is not an issue that people just ignore up until somebody kills a homeless guy. It's like no, this is like an ongoing thing. So the fact that you feel the need to share now is it, it, just goofy to me, and it doesn't make sense.
3: Well, that's the other—that's the other part too. Is just like why is it that every conversation that hap- that is like orth like orthogonally or like barely tangentially related to an issue that feminists have an opinion on has to then center like the feminist experience like this is what we women have to deal with and it's just like i'm sorry there's there's no way I, I was saying this before you can't simultaneously hold in your head these ideas that women hold up half the sky and that you have to like just eradicate a section of men in order for women to feel safe outdoors they, they, like the, both of these can things can be true at the same time you know what I mean? Well,
1: and who and who gets to who gets to decide which men? What's the criteria? Like you know? Or, uh, well, you know who ever, gets you ever, know who
3: gets to decide. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
5: yeah. Every every lady gets like I think like a couple of people that she gets to kick out of the community.
2: Yeah. And and, and what I would say honestly, because people will again say like, well, no, nobody's saying. This. By the way, and I'm going like, to say I'm
3: going to say I'm going to I'm going to uh, repeat the request, folks in the chat. If you're, start, you, yeah, if you're gonna disagree, if you, yeah. If you're gonna, you want to share your opinions. Jump, jump. As, well, I mean just agree yeah. or disagree. If you know, if you're disagreeing, you, you, disagree, you, you, you got to do it via voice. Jump, jump into the chat. Not a, not a, a, call not call a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop fucking. <lying. laughs> yeah, sack up, you pussies. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah it, it's you. You can't be both. Like yeah. you can't both talk about like uh, equality. Um, and uh, whether they're talking about a of opportunity or outcomes or just like we should consider people equal, but you can't say that and also be like, but you must protect us from your savage selves. Mm. Well, I, I'm, 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 people, I'm sorry. is waving a bloody shirt that doesn't belong to you.
1: It's the guy, no pessimism. It's like every, like, and <laughs> it, 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 it is a completely, ble- it's a completely bleak worldview because it's essentially saying that all men are inherently uh, violent and misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's your worldview, well, well then we're, yeah. we're cooked.
5: And, well, and
2: here's question. The, the question. Let well, me like add one thing. Okay, so ahead, um, go ahead, go go here's the thing: a lot of people will not. What well, they'll say is like, well, nobody's arguing that. And it's like, okay, that's fair enough. You know, maybe nobody's arguing that explicitly. So, what are they arguing? Because you know we have this thing that happens, and the first thing you want to do is just talk about how scared you feel around homeless people. So what's the point mm. of it, right? If if, yeah. if 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 trying to justify what happened isn't the point of this, and and clearly like it's you know you say like, well this is purely on the state. It's like okay fair, but like that's also not really. You could just say that you don't need to go into this whole thing about how scared you feel on the train, right? So. It, what is the point of you bringing all of this up? And, and a lot of people go, well, I don't know that, or, or they'll get very kind of hesitant. It's like, why are you sharing this? If the point isn't to, at least in some way, justify or rationalize what happened.
5: I think it's like to say, don't look at me, like, don't look at me for a solution. Don't expect me to actually act and Oh, well, who would ever look at them for a solution <laughs> it's like uh, absolving oneself of i think the responsibility of uh taking care of these people because they'll yeah. immediately say that these are dudes and they're dangerous and uh, i have to be afraid for my life around them so offloading the responsibility to somebody else and also taking the opportunity to share in the you know like the the limelight yeah
1: putting it back on men men fix yourselves Mm
3: -hmm. well i I don't know that it was actually called a limelight but it's just more so that like because really it's i mean what we're talking about is like victimization so it's not i mean to them they may see it as limelight like oh wow people are paying attention to us and what it is that we're going through but that's not it's not supposed that's not a good thing like right you can't yeah being being uh paid attention to because of the awful things being done to you still means that awful things are being done to you and if that's what like if if your entire like reason for existence is to get people to pay attention to the bad things happening to you. The question is like, okay, well, do you want them to get better? Or are you just like, what, like why do you want this so bad? It it creates a very
2: perverse incentive, right? Where it's like your entire career is built off of point of, of basically being like, you know, throwing yourself, it's like, you know, fear factor, but you're just throwing yourself constantly into like a fainting couch. Well yeah. that, but, that's
1: what get, that's what gets attention on social media, right? Exactly. Long, thr- long call out threads. I was victimized by this, this happened, this happened, you know, the cathartic uh you know group yeah. of of me too which then turned into spectacle and then hustle for lucrative uh employment and nothing changed and nothing changed, changed, yeah. changed for women. Like Harvey Weinstein got convicted, okay, but like did any of the institutions that birthed Harvey Weinstein change? Nope.
5: No. But I think, I but say, I think that's the yeah. thing there's like, uh, the people who I feel are constantly talking about this stuff, are the people who are least affected. I, I, I don't want to, you know, like it's, 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 it's like more observational. It feels like the ones who really had it rough don't really dwell on this experience because as you put it, like it's, it's going to be re-traumatizing and, uh, you wouldn't want to bring attention or draw attention to the worst thing that happened to you, and especially if it's something that like really, really hurt you and wasn't constantly. much. I think that's basically what it is. I don't, I don't know if it's like a fair see to draw, but I feel like the ones who constantly bring attention to the traumas that they endured likely didn't endure as much trauma as the people who actually keep it quiet. Like if yeah. you if you endure a lot of trauma, then you wouldn't be yeah, you wouldn't want to, to bring call attention up, like, every second. That yeah,
2: it, it, and especially when it's it's like you're going out of your way to bring it up, right? Like like in this situation, like I was so traumatized by being attacked by like a homeless man. It's like yeah, but he wasn't attacking a woman. Like you're just you're just you're you're worming your way into a conversation to again talk about yourself talk about yourself. Yeah, right mm-hmm. and. And I think that's the, you know, and, and what you end up getting, and especially with, you know, Melanie brought up Me Too, is you end up getting this situation where, like, Me Too, it, it, it's almost as if we're stuck in, like, a time warp with it. Like, it's it's crystallized in amber, where it's like, well, who believes victims in society? And it's like, well, maybe you could have said that eight or nine years ago, but, like, now, I you know, when Jonathan Majors, when those accusations came out, he was pretty much off of everything within a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it's like the idea that like somehow nothing has changed, but for a lot of these people, they just keep going back and keep making these same points over and over again. And it's like you, if you can't at least like recognize that the, the conversation around this stuff has changed, then, then like, I'm sorry, you're either not paying attention or you have an incentive, which I think might be maybe the bigger thing, to keep this discourse, like, time-locked, right? It, it never ends. Like, we're always in, you know, 19... Or we're always in, like, 2001. That's it. We're just stuck there. And we're never going to improve. Because if we do improve, you know, that might have... Th- then I might actually have to think up of a new point.
5: The The fact is that nobody asked this thread, uh, the p- person who posted the thread, or the person... The thread or the person who... Quote tweeted with quote tweeted it with like more uh inflammatory kind of statements, like more provocative statements. Neither of them were explicitly asked, like, can you actually corroborate either of these experiences in a in a meaningful way? Like, I, I don't think you know nobody is even doubting these experiences, and we, we're having wild. this conversation, yeah. which is wild. Yeah, and, and like a lot of these are pretty far fetched, and like. Uh, uh, it's like the Wakanda forever. Uh, what's it called? Like the, the Ruth Kanda forever or whatever. Yeah. Like kind of post uh, <laughs> yeah. of a child like, yeah. uh, of a child telling her mom and stuff. Like, it's a little bit of a far fetched uh, statement that these people made. Uh, and just because the thread was long and she went into a lot of detail, nobody even as much as asked this person. Did it really happen? Like, when did it happen? What yeah, was the it, mission context? Was I mean, that- it's like
2: it, it's like if I told the story, like, yeah, one time I was walking down a street and I gave a homeless woman $20 and she said, I'm going to go take this to buy Rohypnol to, to drug a bunch of guys and accuse them of rape. It's like, that didn't happen. I just like, <laughs> I, you just made that up. That just sounds like 18 different <laughs> weird right wing <laughs> manosphere points that you've smushed together in a homeless package to present to people. And like, again, just the smallest amount, just the barest minimum of like, of just, I don't know, cynicism or just like, you know, credit, like just a bit of cynicism and self-awareness would be very nice for everybody to exercise. Cause like I was making fun of that post. And there were people that were like, Oh, you just think she's making this up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually. I think she's- fucking making it up. She's lying about it. I, I 100% think that. I don't think there's any other way. So, she tra- used you know,
1: She is she is transformative love.
2: She was transform <laughs> This guy was doing transformative like the old like I said the only thing white women are good for is transformative love, <laughs> if you get my idea.
5: Rory, I wanted to ask you you're like someone who actually deals with this in like, you know, litigation and all of that. So, uh, right, how would you perfect. Okay, how would yeah. you, uh, you know, corner somebody on the on, on whether they are lying about something like this? It just ask them more questions
2: about it. It's like okay, so just yeah, they yeah.
5: just ask.
3: Here is the thing, Rory, and we were talking about this because Rory and I were you know kind of like uh, mulling this one over because the question is like okay, so if the if the correct response to these uh, these kinds of claims is to be I would like not just skeptical. I'd say curious and skeptical. I don't want to say, for example, that like, you should just dismiss any, any claims out of hand, but like you should exercise like a modicum of skepticism. And the way to really ferret that out is by being curious. You just ask a few questions, but the, the way that you know that you need to start asking questions is, is the claim that is it specific or are they talking about specifically what happened or is it big? So if it's like this person did something to make me uncomfortable or this person assaulted me or this person harmed me, it's like, okay, but what did they actually do? Like I can, I can fill in the blanks mentally with what it is that I think happened. Yeah. But did you say what actually happened in reality? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's you, so like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you're talking about what, if I, if I'm hearing about, what you feel happened versus what you what actually did happen if it's specific rather than vague then sure it sounds reasonable because now i can not only can i picture what it is that actually happened without having to fill in the blanks but i might also have like a some somewhat of a chronology and that was the point that you brought up lori which is like if you if you start experiencing time dilation while trying to read, read or story, listen to yeah. what happened yeah then you need to be curious and skeptical and ask a few questions
2: well it just Sit down. Here's the thing. Here's what you actually have to do. You actually have to listen to people. But when you say listen, because mm. when people say, "Well, you need to listen to women," or "You need to listen to these things," or this or that, what they mean is you need to believe them wholeheartedly and, un- and uncritically, right? Because, mm. like, the problem is with a lot of these people. And again, because this is a Philadelphia episode, we need to, of course, reference Kevin Samuels at one point. <laughs> one thing that Kevin Samuels was very good at was he would listen to people. Very list, listened to them very well, but he and he wouldn't just immediately take what they'd say as the truth. He would question it, right? He would say things like, "Okay, well," he would keep digging into the story. And the thing is, if the more you dig into the story, the less sense it's making to you, then most likely, most likely, there's some likely,
3: bullshit in there. There's yeah.
2: some bullshit. There's something going on there. Uh, there's there's a little bit of uh, puffery you know what? Yeah. Kevin mm-hmm. Samuel's piece be a
3: bottom. <laughs> well, I mean, not just Parfrey, <laughs> Often, Like, oftentimes it's just straight bullshit. Because he'd be asking questions like, you know, well, so, you know, what uh, went wrong with this relationship? And oh, you know, we we're young and dumb. And oh, you know, like, he wasn't serious or whatever. And then he starts asking more and more questions. And yeah. he's listening to what they're saying. And it's like, well, what you said at the beginning of this conversation doesn't really match up with what you're saying now. So I call yeah. bullshit.
2: Yeah. And, and again, it's like, you know, that's a great point. It's like, no, like, this is, you know, you can't just say that like, you're like an idiot and you don't know like whatever, like what's going on. It's like, no, you have to, if your story is so like, cause Carthy to go back like in a court case, what would have happened prior to that testimony being given is they would have gone through a deposition, right? And if you're going through a deposition and your facts are just getting really, really confused, it, like very quickly it'll be like a lot of times the courts will just push you out and the judge will just say, like, eh, cut like kind of cut the line on it, or at the very least, will a- allow an attorney and the actual um, the presentation of evidence to include prior inconsistent statements from depositions, right? Which again, you know, one of the biggest issues I have with a lot of this, like, believe people stuff is that, like, it's like, well, what version of my story do you want me to believe? Because the initial version of the story was very different than the one currently, right? Like, do I believe this one or the other one? It's like, do I always believe the most current story? But, you know, who, who do I believe? So the reality is that, like, it's very rare in situations, especially in, like, a court case, that you would get somebody able to tell a story like this just completely off the cuff with, with no questioning. Right. And if even the slightest amount of, of just like, you know, um, credul- or like incredulity from a questioner is leading to a strongly emotional response. That's the other thing, right? If questions like, well, hold on. He turned a phone around to, 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 to like slut out a bunch of women. What Like what, what? Like how much was
3: the yeah? Does that work? make any sense to you?
2: Yeah. What, what, how did he like have a list? Was he like hanging out outside of like an NA meeting, like you know, like rubbing his hands? Like what? what? Yeah, where did, where,
3: yeah. Where how, did he where did he find these women to like? You wrote back on the heroin.
2: Also, who told you this? Was he was <laughs> yeah, exactly? Just, like, I, yeah. yeah. Did, well, like, she, the said guy that, go, she said another hey, homeless. your phone? And he's like, "Let me yeah. tell you what I did with my phone." She said another homeless guy <laughs> came
3: into the shelter to yell at them for for having done that in the first place, right? But it's Where it's, it's like, just like, uh, yeah,
2: okay, nobody. Did. Again, it, it's 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 like, what is going on here? Like, it just it sounds fake, and if it sounds fake, it's probably
3: fake. It probably right? is, yeah.
2: And, and you know, instead of saying, "Well, is it possible?" It's like, yeah, but is it probable? Probable. Of course, it's possible that this all happened. It's possible that all of this took place. But is it? It is. It really is entirely probable? possible.
3: Yeah. It's entirely possible that when I sit down on the chair to host this show, that I sit on my balls and rupture my test, like one of my testicles.
2: Yeah, entirely it's Entirely
3: possible. possible.
2: Is it probable? Not, no. No. And, and so that's where it's like you got to be very, very cynical when it comes to these. You need somebody that is able to sit down and just say. Let's not even, not even disagree, but ask more questions. And, and if anybody ever gets, especially with a, with an accusation as serious as some of the accusations that have been leveled, if everybody, if your first response to an accusation is to asking to verify an accusation is just outright hostility, big red flag, yeah. big red flag. Because here's the like, thing.
3: If somebody, if somebody is, if someone's telling, someone's saying, Hey, listen, like I, I, you know, this, this thing happened to me. Right, and uh, somebody asked not like a like a hostile question, like why didn't you do X, Y, and Z, but a question like, okay, like tell me more. So when did this happen? All right, uh, what time of day was it? Uh, okay, uh, and like if they're asking questions that are to, are to clarify rather than to reject, and you're still upset that you have to answer questions about clarification, which you would really have to do anyway.
2: Yeah, you have to. If if they're anyway. getting if
3: they're getting upset at you for even asking, then there's a problem
2: there's something up there. And most likely yeah. there, there's some discomfort.
3: Cause the thing is, if someone says, if some, if it's important enough that I want to bring this to people's atten- attention, I'm actually happy to, I mean, I was really happy to answer questions about the role of trauma, but it's like, like if they're asking questions and it's yeah. helping me inform exactly uh, what happened, then it's not a bad thing that I'm being asked. Right. I'm and, verifying and, yeah. the story.
2: Yeah. And, and here's the other thing, right? Like, people treat online accusations as if it's their friend telling them, right? Mm -hmm. If a friend comes up to me and tells me like something, I'm not going to immediately, you know, jump down their throat and like really want to question them, but if like some random person tells me this, like, yeah, obviously there is going to be a difference in how I handle those two, two accusations of course, it's going to be a difference, but again, and, and this, to get back to what we were talking about before, this is, it's this way of treating everything on the of not understanding that the internet is a public space. Mm. And that like you, you what you say on the internet, especially on a format like Twitter where it's open to everyone, what's what you're going to say is going to have some, you know, repercussions or at the very least will go before hundreds, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people, right? It's
5: not just personal, yeah. Yeah, especially with like this community notes feature, which I I think it's recent, right? Like the community notes being added love
2: posts. Dude, I've been loving the community notes. Yeah,
5: (laughs) I feel like especially with uh, a lot of these kind of personal stories that people get away with posting and it's just their own sole testimonial, right? Um, Yeah. And yeah, it's it's totally fine. It's totally valid for you to come to the public forum and actually air out whatever you went through. Uh, and nobody, you know, need to immediately push back and say, I don't believe you. But like, if you are coming forward with a feature like community notes, then to a, to an extent, like, do you get to evaluate stories like these, like corroborate and verify? Like, can should community notes or can community note, notes be used for this purpose? No. No, I mean they—they they, they
2: can't, right? Like, especially in cases like this, because here's the thing: none of us know any of these people. I don't know—I—I I, I don't know this homeless guy, right? Like, I mean, I did suck his dick, but like, I mean, I don't know—I <laughs> don't know him like that, you know? Like, come on now. Um, but but you know what? I get what I'm—you get what I'm saying, right? It's like I don't know this guy. I don't know this girl. I cannot—I actually cannot evaluate the actual veracity of this story because, like. These people are strangers to me, even, even if I follow them, even if we're mutuals, like they're not my friend, they are a stranger, right? We've never discussed. So I cannot evaluate either of their, their truthfulness or untruthfulness. And and that goes for everything. Like, I don't know, you know, you're asking me not to verify the story of a woman. You're asking me constantly to verify the stories of womankind, And it's like, well, that's not, that is going to inevitably lead to problems, right? It is inevitably going to lead to people taking advantage of that. And, and frankly, the cynicism that you need to have is not just to, to like protect abusers as they always claim, but it's also to like, make sure that, you know, people that take advantage of this get sussed out early because if they don't get sussed out, you're in big you're like your your movement is heading for a crater because at a certain point people are going like you're going to have bad actors and if no one is there to counter those bad actors those like it sullies the water and there's nothing you can do about that, right right yeah i think we gotta uh, call it now
3: yeah i was gonna say doc you can
2: go yeah.
1: ahead
4: you know, after listening to uh, Rory back there, I just have to say this man is spitting big facts. Uh, really, all of you are. I'm, uh, I'm always
2: spitting not... facts, man. <laughs> Thank you.
4: <laughs> but the, um, you know, uh, the death on the subway, um, the reaction to it. Now, I expected the racism. You know, I expected the right wingers to come in here and start talking about this. <laughs> you know, you know, criminal record and like, you know, just. Hmm. You know, yeah that's that's part for like the course. course yeah right but the uh the gyno pessimist response the re- quote-unquote rad femme response i didn't say i didn't see it coming but i found it very disheartening that it was so loud and uh, pervasive through this whole topic and it maybe because i was viewing it on twitter and you know it's always people just super projecting over there but uh, yeah. I think a lot of good points were brought up about number one, the Me Too movement, which, you know, for all of its uh, ostensible uh, benefits, it's really been, I've seen it more of a job program for celebrities to build prestige over trauma or hack documentary filmmakers to cash in on the same or uh, silver injury lawyers to, you um, cash in on the, on the trend and, um, not so much in the ways of, uh, making public goods to aid survivors. There's more focusing on the salaciousness of who done it and who did it and who's doing it rather than how do we help the people who are affected by this. And when I've seen activists, some very, you know, actual radicals trying to maneuver around some of these issues, like, for example, when it involves like, um, Human trafficking and such, uh, people coming over the border in, undocumented, and you know, you know, and whatever else. The they have to go do some of those things. And I'm like, you know, the, the discussion about this has been, um, it, no matter what people say, it's been there have been a far more witch hunts than there have been actually, like you know, solutions and culture changes other than. You know people being thrown into the fire much quickly and i think one of the other things i think has come out of it is that it's given yet another cudgel to the merchants of liberal respect (laughs) a virtual crime to be um skeptical of something that happens with strangers especially when you're dealing with um you know, I think even in political topics, sometimes you had, there there's some times where, like, you see something fishy, you say something, you speak about it. Now you're not allowed to do that because you get dinged for being a victim blamer, so... NGOs, just like yeah. any other NGO. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the yeah. that's the, the critique I've had for pretty much the last few years of the whole thing. And I remember once there's a video I actually watched on YouTube. It was on, um, it was on uh, NBC News. They interviewed some Gen Z. Come um, up in you know through social media and whatnot about Black Lives Matter, so on and so forth. And they asked them, uh, they asked the group, well, what about me too? And there wasn't a lot of people who said that it affected them very much. I said, "Well, nothing really has changed." And one one young lady had said that, she, "Well, she just notices that they talk a whole lot about famous people and rich people, but not about like you know regular people, things happening to them, and how these turn around." You know, the, the stories that stuck out to me were like about how law enforcement were sitting on rape kits and things like that and not doing anything with them and now all of a sudden are making motion on it And it's just like, oh now they feel like they can get some wins and get some, you know, case some more people now that, you know, now that they have they've been sitting on this for a while. Um, now they're going on action, but what was where was this injury when it was happening in real time? You know, you just dwindle the public's trust in you. And they never get any of the smoke when it comes to these topics. The at the very end of that NBC News segment there was a, they pivoted to uh, topics like men's rights activists online and things like that as a way of, I <laughs> Yeah, th-
2: for me that, yeah. yeah.
3: Right, but she she also yeah. she also did like this. She kind of destroyed her yeah. personal reputation.
1: Uh, well, and remember, Rose McGowan went after Gavin Newsom and his wife mm-hmm. and backed Larry Elder. So there was that yeah. whole
2: uh, yeah yeah I, I, it, was the, it was more like you had to play your cards right, like especially compared to like the BLM people who were like. Damn, those guys cashed in. Like, they finessed they, they, got, they finessed the hell out of that. Like as opposed to like me too, where it's like, I don't think I don't think anyone really made that much. I mean, there's a bunch of like I think younger like writers that and like journalists that sort of tried to make something out of it. But I'm gonna be honest, in a high interest rate world, I don't know how many of those journals are gonna continue to be functional. Right. Where where they exist essentially is like a Rod and Todd Gazette for like for just like aggrieved grad school women where they all kind of like pass notes around. It's like, you know, I was saying this with Q the other day. I'm like reading this article and I'm like, who is this for? Like, like this is just this is so hyper targeted at this stage that I can't imagine anybody outside of somebody that is that isn't already 100 percent bought and sold into this kind of person's worldview
5: would even be able to relate to this article, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
5: I mean, the fact that Vice News is going bankrupt and like uh, Vox is like laying off tons and tons of people and uh, what was it, BuzzFeed News closing. It's like almost a, you know, it's a paradigm shifting event. And uh, the fact is that like, you're right, you know, these are not magazines that are read by a lot of people uh, who aren't already in that bubble. And essentially that's, that's the whole point. Like this enriched a group of people who were... In that bubble, and uh, these journals are gonna not be in fashion for too long. And in a kind of way, maybe we're already seeing the unraveling of um, all of the incentives that Me Too and uh, I, I don't know so much about dlm bringing media jobs, but like definitely the media jobs that came through Me Too uh, likely have already begun unraveling with the yeah, bankruptcy I, I, of all I, of these publications. Well, in the way and
2: the reason why, honestly, is it, it comes you know it comes from the name, right? Me Too emphasis on me. me. Yeah. It's about me. It's all about me. It can't be with BLM. You could at least tie it into some greater sense of community. But with me too, it was very from the very start, it was obvious that it was like, no, this is more about people's individual desires. And like going back to what you said, Melanie, like that's the reason why nothing really seemed to come of this. Cause it was like, it was so based off of not so much a desire to like rebuild or or restructure the way we handle these kinds of cases to make it more, you know, to, to be able to handle these kinds of things going forward. Instead, what it was was deeply retrospective. Like yeah, I need to was, get my back on this.
1: Yeah, it, was a, it was a giant, it was one giant struggle session.
2: Yeah. That's all it and was. It,
1: That's all and
2: it and was. It, <laughs> and it did, and in the end, like it produced, you know, just a lot of very angry people who are, are now honestly, I think, starting to like fall into almost like a gyre right where it's like they because they just keep they can never really let go of what happened and and i don't want to like get in the way of of their healing process or whatever but you got like you were saying earlier q like you have to to kind of feel like if you're constantly being asked by this movement right because again what is the, the fundamental tenet of all of this is like you need to empathize with this person which means every time there's a me too accusation and, and it, it gets brought up. People have to identify personally as a victim. And they're just asked to do that again and again and again, constantly. It's going to start to warp how you think about things. There's no yeah, other way around. Way of... and, and eventually you're going to, it's going to fry your brain, right? You Like the, the big thing about all of these movements is that and and why I think a lot of men oppose have started to like kind of become much more critical of them is that it's not about moving society forward. It's about reliving and relitigating the past again and again and again. And it's like, no, like all you're doing is creating a a group of people who are trapped. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 just and getting more and more and more deranged because they, they have to, their entire career is just them regurgitating what happened to them. It's nuts. Yeah, Sorry, I, that was a long uh,
5: tangent. Yeah. I, I do want to ask uh, Melanie, especially directed to you, but also to everybody else, uh, the the way by which like uh, most of the Me Too or any kind of like airing of trauma that, that takes place. There were like two two ways in which I saw it happen. There could have been more ways. One was obviously the way that uh, this person made the thread about what happened with the homeless person if you were to consider that as a technically a quote-unquote me too story because she was like claiming that she was sexually uh, harassed by this person uh, in a way. Uh, The second way that it happened, which is even more uh, crazier, like was uh, a prime example was in India where they actually circulated a list. It was an anonymous list that like was updated by whoever had a grievance against some academic. And this was like primarily... Uh, circulated among grad students who have faced some kind of harassment uh, by some professor uh, in different universities in India. And this list was like, it it was a huge list and it had some really, really prominent names um, who were anonymously identified as having sexually abused them and things like that. Um, And nobody really even asked who put them on the list uh, and stuff like that. But it was like a huge list of like 500 uh, people or something. And there were some really prominent names that kind of took offense. I mean, I don't know if they filed defamation or something, but uh, essentially they kind of got into a spot where uh, even a lot of newspapers were coming out and saying, okay, you can't really believe that list because a lot of these things have not been verified. So it was just like a literal anonymous list that was going around with people's names on it. And somebody somewhere in the country who was enrolled in some graduate program had accused that person of something. And it's like, it's so crazy. On the one hand, you have yeah, like this, like... you know, firsthand testimonial kind of format where nobody is corroborating that or like nobody's pushing back against that. Somebody who chooses to report, maybe there's journalistic integrity if like a journalist chooses to report it. But like, if it's just a thread on Twitter and people are like believing it based on, uh, you know, just the fact that they stumble upon that thread, then cool. On the other hand, other extreme, you have this list that, nobody can verify because you don't even know who put that accusation on there. I think it's like the person who circulated that list knows, yeah. but uh, yeah.
1: Well, maybe me, who knows. To right? me, to me, the best example of the consequences of me too was the West Elm Caleb story.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, seriously. That, it's like a, that,
1: yeah. exe- that exemplified exactly what, you know, the whole <laughs> spectacle was about i mean it was just uh and
2: uh yeah and and i would say you know like it was wild that people were trying to like justify like well you know there were accusations that he sent like nudes to people i'm like no 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 that is bullshit bullshit i'm sorry cute you need to
1: my my man my man made a playlist and and liked that playlist so much he shared it with multiple ladies like what's the big deal like i i i have
2: such like they have like if he if he produced here's the thing if he produced
3: the nudes they would have shown up immediately
2: they would have shown up immediately absolutely the idea and like the idea that it was like and you could tell in the article that was written about it that the woman tried to, like, verify it, but it couldn't. He's like, there were reports that, And it's like, oh, so this isn't even a firsthand source. This is a secondhand retelling to you, right? Like, the idea, again, it's like the idea that he was, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, the, the nudes, it, 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 it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. If it had happened, we would have heard about it. We heard about this guy's, like, upscale pho recommendations in, like, the Murray Hill area. <laughs> we had, like, the list of the playlist this guy had said, And you're telling me that, oh, some random woman in a group chat heard from another woman that he sent her nudes? Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. And, of course, I'm calling bullshit. The rest of this stuff is so, like, yeah, another, another thing. And we got to put this into a list at some point. Is when you have a series of accusations where, like, they range from the extreme... To the mundane.
1: mundane.
2: An an unsolicited dick pic is treated as the same level of as like, you know, which by the way an unsolicited dick pic is absolutely a felony crime in the state of New York. Could be prosecuted Mm. as a felony. Put this guy behind bars for years. Is the same as like sending the same music playlist to two different women. It's like, clearly these women do not understand the severity of what they're talking about. And if that is the case, disregard, right?
5: Because they, if they can't even come up with it. um, I mean, if he was sending them a music playlist that has shitty taste and like, it's about the same as sending them a penis that they didn't enjoy looking at.
2: It's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? That the scale does not work out here, right? And hey, you know, just to get back to the point with with Melanie and Jonathan Majors, I'm going to say West Elm Caleb was white, right? <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I,
1: I, I'm serious. Yeah, like, but I, he's also I, he's also not a celebrity. It's a whole different ballgame in show. Yeah, which
2: is the other thing. Like they like they threw that poor man under the bus, dude. Like he lost his job. I was sad for him. Wait, wait, wait! I mean, if- West, Elm, caleb, West
3: Elm caleb lost his job. Yes, yes. He was no. fired from his job.
2: Yeah. Come, yeah, what was his job for being West Elm. Uh, he were, it was He was a designer, a product designer at West Elm, and they fired him because he was oh. considered a negative draw on their brand. Which again, <laughs> it's like it, it's no, it, it's nutty, right? It's it's insane. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine if a a bunch of a woman's exes got together? So just like absolutely rip her apart on the internet and she lost her job. Do you think these people would be like, well, you know, we have heard reports that she's talking to two guys at once. Like people would be like, no, I mean, this is
5: ridiculous, right? Can there be a male version of John Tucker must die? That would,
2: that would be, no. They like that yeah, would not they would not, not yeah. allow that. They would that <laughs> yeah. that would be I would you would have Moira Donnegan would be on like three alarm alert. <laughs> yeah.
3: Media men list, yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Okay. Okay. The exact you can literally it's still up and it was covered. I mean, certainly it was covered in The Guardian um, with with very little skepticism, right? And this was early on in the Me Too stuff where, like, everybody was kind of afraid of getting sort of bonked by the rolling pins. So we all kind of just couldn't... what counts as being a shitty media man so you'd have stuff like 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 you know like sexual assault and then also just like mansplaining in the same list it's like you know i mean really uh, like, I
3: really really what all this is is like just a uh, like a variegated series of rhetorical devices to stop you from like exercising your basic critical faculties when somebody has an axe to grind like that's, that's really all it comes down to, mm. right? It's like, I have an extra grind. I'm going to recruit you into it. Like I'm gonna dragoon you into this grudge I have against somebody else. And I'm going to add political valence to it. And I need for you to s- just do nothing but agree with me. Otherwise you're going yeah. listen.
2: Yeah, again, like Please. listen, you know, if people wanted, you know, it's surprising. If you wanna be listened to, the guy that listened to people the most was Kevin Samuels. Now to be clear, he didn't always believe it, though. It's not that you want to be listened to. You want to be uncritically believed, and you want people to not ask follow-up questions. That's yeah. what they want. That's really what they want, right? Like, I will listen to you. I listen to everyone. The problem is I need to be able to ask questions, and if you're not letting me ask questions and clarifications, and if if you're treating me as, like, especially somebody that is not asking hostile questions as being a hostile questioner, I'm gonna to start to be a little more i'm gonna be a little more circumspect about what you're saying because that's yeah. listening that is accepting and and i think for a lot of people that's what they want
3: well it's not it's not even just accepting it's compliance like it's complying right? right not just that i not just that i accept what you say but i am now like an agent on your behalf to continue like to sort of like magnify The effect of your grudge they have you in a yeah yeah i I,
2: i'm
1: supposed i'm supposed to pick up the sword and carry on the crusade
3: yeah for you
0: yeah and it's like
2: you know like this this can't and again this can't keep going this way right that's the reality behind all of this is it cannot keep up this level of fury and it start, and you can see now it is very rapidly burning
1: the histrionics Hmm. cannot hold
0: (laughs) you know there's
2: there's a phrase that people said for example with trump early on in his election or early on after he was elected where his Hmm. you know that the people like not as many people were behind him anymore but the people that were behind him were way behind him there were no more like shy Trump supporters. They were either in it to, they were like in it full core or they were out of it, right? And I think we're in the same position now with with what kind of the remnants of Me Too, right? Where it's like, the number of people involved with this has gotten a lot smaller. And the number of people that are involved in it are on just like another planet. Like if you are unable to like really effectively talk to people outside of it because so much of your argument has been built on the assumption that people are just going to agree with you on these fundamental topics. And if they don't agree with you on those fundamental topics, you're met with huge hostility and sorry that I'm on a ramp tangent here, but to bring it back to the, the Jordan Neely discussion, you see how that's turning out. Like you see how people are just like, well, obviously this woman is telling the truth that like, that like a homeless man has been doing all these things, and you're like, well, no, right? That was never what that was even meant to discuss. It was meant to discuss very limited number of claims, even on its core. But like, because these people have gone to such, are have have existed in this same kind of brackish. Um,
5: minutes because every time somebody said that like the choking went on for 15 minutes uh, a, there was like a whole range of uh, right-wingers who would show up in the comments saying it was exactly yeah well here's here's the thing though guys let's be real suppose that
2: instead of going to an MMA gym you like many of the people talking about how scared they were went to a little thing called the MFA gym <laughs>
5: the of that's mental
0: gymnastics.
2: Yeah, that's, that's, that, those
5: are the gymnastics
2: of the mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The mind and the eyes. Think about it like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. No, nah, man. No, nah, it's uh, a, yeah, listen, I, I, well, I think we, uh, I think we know how we feel on this one. I, I think we're pretty much all of one mind and that's just that like, yeah, the moment that it pivoted, the moment that it pivoted away from